today's podcast, Darren answers a question that comes up at a Q&A regarding how to get people to show up to revival meetings. You may not think that this is an interesting question, but you'd be dead wrong. You're going to love <laughs> you're going to you're going to you're going to love Darren's answer. Let's go right now to the Supernatural's podcast show. Connecting, equipping and promoting emerging supernaturalists. Welcome, everybody, to the Supernaturalist Podcast Show, the show that exists to equip, connect, and promote emerging supernaturalists on a global level. And I trust that that's why you're listening, is because it's your desire to see God's kingdom come, His will be done, established on the earth through your daily contribution. It's such an honor to have you listening. If we haven't met yet, my name's Darren Stott, lead pastor of an amazing church called Seattle Revival Center. Check us out online at seattlerevivalcenter.com. Author of a book. Yep, I wrote a book. It's called Pattern Interrupt. You can check it out on Amazon. Again, Pattern Interrupt. Pick up yours today. You won't regret it. And also founder of Supernaturalist Ministries. Today's show is brought to you by SupernaturalParents.com. If you have children or grandchildren and it's your desire to equip them, to empower them in the ways of the Holy Spirit, to see them having encounters with Jesus, operating in dreams and visions, seeing angels, all that fun, cool, kingdom, supernatural stuff, then check it out. It's 12 Tips for Supernatural Parenting. It's free. Okay, and it's HD, it's yours at supernaturalparents.com. That's supernaturalparents.com. Today's show is audio that we extracted from the School of Supernatural Ministry in the Southwest. Totally butchered that title, but it's this crazy cool school that's being hosted by Jim Weiss. All throughout the greater Phoenix area. We were all over the map. Me, along with the Daniel Company interns, and Rebecca and Anthony Revisto, were driving all over the greater, literally, I think we did 16 hours of driving over the course of like five or six days. Awesome. Good time. But what you're about to hear is the final session where we opened it up to questions. And one of the questions that came in, was essentially, hey, we we watched the meetings that you guys are doing in Seattle. It looks like you got a lot of people showing up. What's the secret? So that's what we're going to be talking about. Now, before we actually go to the audio, let me just give you some context. In February of 2016, we hosted what was supposed to be a three-day conference. We had Patricia King. We had Bobby Connor, uh, Leif Hetland, and Charlie Champ. It was supposed to be a three-day conference, and then um, in Charlie's session, all kinds of signs, wonders, and miracles started breaking out, and um, actually in both of Charlie's sessions, and then uh, Charlie ministered on Sunday, again, um, signs, wonders, and miracles, so we extended. We went three days, we went another three days, and then before we knew it, we were one week, three weeks, six weeks, 12 weeks. And now, um, we're just about two years later hosting presence-centered meetings where the Lord shows up and people get saved, healed, delivered, receive 
revelation um, from the Lord, and we are having a a great, we're we're having a great time. Man, I tell you, 2016 was, was great, and 2017 was amazing, and we are just thrilled to engage with 2018 and everything that God has in store for us um, this coming year. Um, But oftentimes, people get intimidated in hosting meetings and kind of going after a revival dynamic because of what other people are doing. And oftentimes, we want to compare what we're doing to what other people are doing. So I don't even get into this um, in in the audio that you're about to hear, but I, I think it's just a great way to begin by sharing that it's so important that as you're running after the things of God, that as you're hosting the presence of God, that you have permission to be you, that you have permission to engage with your own DNA, with the own DNA of that spiritual community that you're gathering in. And so it's so important that we honor what God is doing in us individually and in us corporately, within the distinctness of our own of our own region, I do get into that a little bit. But it's it's, it's even more important that we don't identify what God is doing in and in and through us by comparing it to what God is doing somewhere else and saying that it's awakening or it's not awakening or it's not revival because it doesn't look anything like what God's doing somewhere else. Um, we serve a God who manifests in so many in so many unique ways. And it's so important that we don't pigeonhole the presence of God into one form or one particular manifestation. That what God does in Seattle may look completely different than how it looks in your hometown. And nevertheless, it's important that you honor what God is doing in your region and that you and that you talk about it and that you celebrate it without downplaying it because perhaps it doesn't look like IHOP or it doesn't look like Bethel or it doesn't look like Seattle. So no matter who you are, no matter what your role is, no matter what your title is, no matter if you have a microphone or you don't have a microphone, that you know that you play a significant part in what God is doing and wants to do on the earth. Your role, your scroll, it matters. Yep. So with all that being said, let's dive into our Q&A. Yeah, bro, what's up? Sorry, I'm curious. I watch you guys. Hey, what's your, what's your name again? Uh, Ted. Ted. Hey, what's your, hey, Ted. Hey, Ted. Hey, Ted. All right, what's up, bro? So I watch you guys see Seattle Revival a lot. You guys have a lot of people that even from the very beginning. So what kind of, what could you recommend to us to try and, you know, get more, did you have to advertise to get all those people there, or they just already part of your church? Or? Yeah, so how to get people to come to your meetings? Um, free coffee and donuts? Yep. <laughs> um, bacon burgers after the meetings? No. I, it's, and it's just the camera angles, bro. It's trick, trick photography. We, we splice in conference footage so it looks like the place is, is packed out. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, we use Benny Hinn's footage like, well, they got a stadium now? You know, uh, so I'm just going to be honest with you, like, like going, going right immediately into extended meetings, I was actually shocked 
because we went into extended meetings and we actually were, we were we got we got a pretty close to 350 people coming on midweek meetings where there's full-on storms lightning thunder like crazy right um, and then we then we saw actually the numbers um, drop but we pretty much averaged around 150 um, which so for the, that sounds like a lot of people problem is is that we had uh, almost 300 chairs set up um, and so when you so it actually felt somewhat empty um, and then um, when we're just kind of running with meetings we'll, we'll average you know somewhere around 75 to 80 people um, because we have a lot of fairly big names coming through again it'll swell up to 150 200, 200. we just had Katie Souza with us again we were running 275 so it's all it's all over it's all over the map mm -hmm. um, for us I would rather have us I would rather have a smaller building I mean this tonight is is awesome because um, because the place pretty much feels full you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. and um, so for us we have a really big facility it's big for us I'm sure you know if you come from a big facility then you probably think ours is small um, but I think that that's um, when it comes to the whole size factor is it doesn't really matter um, you got to make sure that uh, as far as the leadership goes that you're stewarding resources well right and that you're not just putting a ton of resources into something where no one's showing up you know what I'm saying um, if that happens if you go more with a house model open up the houses mm -hmm. and just start hosting the presence start doing worships or doing signs wonders, wonders and miracles and follow the favor um, but just be honest um, our meetings aren't huge um, it's just that when you have you know huge people come they bring huge numbers um, but what is cool about our house is the consistency of presence because yeah. whether or not we have like 75 people or 300 people there's a consistency of presence yeah, so I can come and be really really tired and then I'll come into the presence and I'll be like I'll be awakened and I'll be like yes God you're still here yeah. because if we come to a point where I come into the building and I'm tired and you know and you're trying to press in and it's just difficult and you're like just trying to push and push and push then at that point you're like what are we doing we got to kind of refigure this thing out and we pull up pull back um, so I, and I, I could just keep talking but but um, don't be uh, don't don't be. It's easy to be discouraged by numbers, but um, but rather than uh, I think what, what you just look at is look at look at how what your numbers are, and then find the best venue for for that number of people, and then um, and then at that point forget about the numbers and get all your attention just onto God. Our question can't be um, how do we create atmospheres where people show up. Yeah. Um, the question has to be how do we create atmospheres where God shows up, yeah. and then we honor the presence of the Lord. We're honoring. Yeah. And still, there's a lot of excellence and accountability. So if stuff is not excellent, then we need to know. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, because people... See, there's a, it's a both end, right? It's not that we only love God. And who cares if anybody calls you? Who cares about you? It's not that at all. We honor God. We honor people. We love God. We love people. But at the end of the day, it's like, it's really about His presence in the right atmosphere. But then just, just, just also... Um, Trusting your heart and discerning in your heart. Why is this off? Why does why does this feel off? And just because the natural things affect supernatural things. Mm -hmm. And there was even a thing where um, uh, uh, I know a lot of leaders that wouldn't like it, but there was this this panel with Bill Johnson, Lou Engel, and Benny Hinn, um, and then a bunch of young young revivalists. And these young revivalists got to ask the next generation a bunch of questions about revival meetings. 
And, um, and, and Benny Hinn got crazy practical and it kind of bummed a bunch of people out because you, because you, you tend to only want to be like, it's all about the glory. It's all about the glory. Cause that's Benny, right? You know, the presence and all that. But Benny got super practical and he's like, if, if you, if you have a huge building and it's half empty, that's going to impact the atmosphere and the faith. And people are going to have difficulty believing versus if you're in a building that's full of people. You know what I'm saying? So I love how just crazy practical Benny got. And I kind of think that way as well. So it really is both and it's 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 having these conversations and it's not just uh jim and tom it's like it's like the whole body working together to say how do we create the the, the kind of atmosphere where it just feels right and like god's there and people are wanting to show up and, it, and it's just cool you know it's the body of christ we've got hospitality we got worship it's it's simple it's not bethel but it's us it's arizona you know what i'm saying yeah. and i think and i think that is i think that that you need permission to have revival hubs in your homes, yeah. you know, at, 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 in your schools, where, wherever you can kind of gather. You need permission to not have to be like like the other people on YouTube. Yeah. But you have to say, what well, what could we do here that nobody else could really do? Like, who are we as a community with our unique kind of culture and our deserty kind of ways? You know what I'm saying? And, and, then, and then discover that and, and do that. And then, um, and then, and then, uh, and then, if you're only going to have two people, then, then you know, then meet somewhere really, really small, <laughs> really, really small. Meet in a kitchen. If you're going to have two people, if you're going to have six people, meet in the living room. Yeah. You know, if you're going to have twenty people, find a rich friend. You know, and then once you start getting to forty, sixty, then you know. Uh, but just, just, be, just, you know, and I think there's just a wisdom there. And uh, I, and now I'm in the weeds, and I apologize, but I hope this is a blessing to you because I believe that I'm in a room full of leaders despite if you've been given the title yet right. and so um, as a leader think how can I begin creating an atmosphere where the presence of the Lord comes and who would like to come to this and just and then just start just start churching wherever you want just start churching yeah is that helpful is that specific enough awesome Thank, thanks bro awesome yeah what's, what's another and, and, and you want to add to it no it's good alright you do the next one all right, another question. <laughs>